Welcome to Overcomer 3.0, where we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Come take a ride with me on this journey called life as I work on my own salvation with fear and trembling while simultaneously leading the flock assigned to me. God bless you and thank you for listening. everybody i'm so happy to be on here today god has blessed me to just come and to talk to the people for a little bit so that's what i'm gonna do today is a little different it's it's midnight 12 midnight um right now so i'm just happy that the lord has just inspired me to to go ahead and do another episode so today is going to be a little bit interesting because I want to talk about the heart of man, man's heart. And what really made me want to talk about the heart was because this morning I was reading a book that I just ordered from um, a woman um, whose ministry I, I follow. Um, her name is Rosalind Solomon she's a prophetess and I respect her and I value her her wisdom and her her opinion and not and not just her opinion but the word of God and the anointing that flows through her so I, I um, bought one of her books and it was talking about the heart of man and how the heart has five chambers which was so interesting and she talked about the five chambers being the f five senses essentially the eyesight the ears the hearing um, touch taste and feeling so I thought that was very interesting uh, she went on to go ahead and talk about how demons can enter through you know the way that we use our senses demons can enter through the the chambers of our hearts it, they could travel through you know into our hearts by what we choose to intake by what we choose to digest by what we choose to process and you know what's interesting when it connects to the word of god is that the Lord Jesus Christ and she also did use this as an example in her book that the Lord Jesus Christ um, he was eating with his disciples and the Pharisees and, and um, Sadducees they were very offended because the disciples did not wash their hands before they ate and because it was a law it was a law that they were they were going against they were rebelling uh, <laughs> against the law that was established like in the days of Moses um, or something like that and Jesus said look it's not what comes out uh, goes into the mouth that defiles a man but it's what goes out of the mouth it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles a man and that might sound a little a little you know complicated like what does that truly mean but the Lord meant that whatever is in the heart 
because it also says in the word that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak so we will it's not necessarily saying well my understanding it's not necessarily saying that when you speak bad things you defile yourself but it's mostly saying that people will see your defilement people will see what's in your heart by what comes out of your mouth because you're already been defiled if if you're speaking profane things if you're speaking bad things if you're speaking curses curses are in your heart bad things defiled things filthy things are in your heart that means that you're watching things that you shouldn't watch you're hearing things that you shouldn't hear you're feeling things that you shouldn't feel you're tasting things that you shouldn't taste all these things are demons that have been able to take over your heart that's why the lord says with all with is he says guard your heart guard your heart with all diligence for that is where life springs from your heart is where life springs from so you have to guard your heart guard your five senses guard your five senses from the attack of the enemy and, and keep it pure and keep it sanctified in the lord keep your heart sanctified in the lord that's why it says in the word that our heart is to be circumcised like back in the day you know when physically there was a physical circumcision that took place that showed that we were sons and daughters of god well sons of god because it was the males that had to you know get their foreskins removed and they and that's a circumcision removing the foreskin and so of their body but now his sons and daughters spiritually with their hearts their hearts have to be circumcised the foreskins of their hearts have to be circumcised and if we look in um just with the cleanliness of of having the foreskin removed it is better to i think it it was it wasn't it was not only a covenant but as research uh has shown that the reason a lot of the reason why the foreskin is removed is to is to be more clean is to is to have more cleanliness in that area and so and and you can better reach the crevices of you know of you know that 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 body part to clean it right and it's the same with the heart like god removes the foreskin off of our hearts so that he can better do have his way in our hearts so that he can have better have his way in our minds because our heart is a second brain our heart is a second brain and so a lot of times when things are in our hearts those will be the things the things that we ponder upon in our minds so it starts with the heart first and then it goes to the mind it starts with the heart first and then it goes to the mind the things that are in your heart you those will be the things that you will meditate on day in and day out so don't be fooled don't be fooled because the Lord uses our hearts. He uses our hearts, but we have to surrender our hearts to him that he may have full reign to convert it, to circumcise it, to cut off the foreskin of our heart. And the Lord said that he knows that every no man is good. Talks about that in a word where it's in. I'm pretty sure it, it's in one of the Gospels of Mark, um, what is it? Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. 
I'm not pretty sure the specific one, but it was a man that said, Rabbi, Rabbi, you know, he said he, he called him good. He said he, he called him good. And Jesus said, why did you call me good? For there is no man good but the father. No man is good but the father. And so that just goes to show and and the Lord Jesus said that because he knew the condition of of every man's heart that the the heart is wicked the heart is wicked it it can be very very wicked and so that's why circumcision is necessary and circumcision you imagine is just like metaphorically metaphorically speaking or using an analogy it's just like a dog right and a dog is going to be a dog forever a dog is going to be a dog forever but in order to domesticate domesticate the dog we put a leash on the dog so when we walk with the dog you know in our possession the dog will not run astray he will not run off he will not veer off but but the chain the leash is to help us to better guard the um not to guard the dog but but better uh take authority over the dog is to is it is a tool used to help us keep the dog in its rightful place with its rightful owner otherwise if we choose to go outside and and walk our dog without a leash our dog will run off and goes and go god knows where because we did not have that that tool that that we needed in order to keep them within our proximity so that we could reign over the dog so that we could have dominion so we could have authority over that dog now that dog is able to go wherever and possibly be hurt possibly be stolen because we don't have the chain upon the dog or the leash on the dog and that's the same with with the circumcision of the heart circumcision is just our hearts being on a leash still um evil still wild like the dog still wild still still um doesn't want to be domesticated but the circumcision is that leash that that gives god full reign and dominion over our hearts and over our hearts uh posture and over our hearts disposition okay so man's heart is always going to be wicked and evil so that's why in um john chapter 2 and verse 24 it talks about how um the lord was with was with the people and he was performing uh miracles he was performing he was performing miracles he was uh you know he had already came into the temple and and started uh whipping uh uh taking his whip and in in and and just just whipping away at all the all the stuff that they were doing because they were selling within the temple they were buying and selling within the temple and it was supposed to be a holy place he drove them all out and then he was now what sign do you show us for doing these things jesus answered destroy this temple and in three days i will raise it up right so jesus was talking about his power he he was talking about his might and when therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. So, like I said, he was doing miracles and signs 
And so they said, but Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man for he himself knew what was in man. So in that, in that, uh, portion, it kind of is, I think missing some things. Cause I think in the, this is a different, um, this is the Gideon version of the Bible, but I have two, I have a King James version Bible and an amplified version. And the King James Version talks about how the people, they wanted him to stay. They wanted him to stay with with them, if I'm not mistaken. But he did not entrust himself to those people because he knew man. He knew man. He knows the heart of man. And so that's a big thing. Because a lot of times we entrust ourselves to people that are flawed just like us, who have wicked hearts just like us. That's why it's important to love a pure master, to love a pure God that never wants any wrong intention. Because let me tell you something, you can entrust yourself to a friend who only wants right for you. But the thing about a wicked heart is that it is fickle. It is fickle, meaning that it could it could feel one way at one time. And then feel a whole nother way at another time. And you have no control over the fluctuation of of the human heart. You have no control over that. So you may be able to entrust yourself to a friend for some t- for a time. But it can be a matter of time before that friend decides to turn on you. Or decides to kind of not feel the same way. Or feel as strongly. Or, or feel too strongly. Where it's unbearable. And it's, and it's unhealthy. And it's toxic. So you have to understand that you don't entrust yourself to human beings. We are just used for each other as vessels um, to further and advance the kingdom but we're not each other's gods we're each other's peers we're each other's peers I don't care how high somebody might be I don't care what type of preacher I don't care how anointed somebody is I don't care how be- how good somebody can sing I don't care how good somebody can rap I don't care how good somebody can draw I don't care how good somebody can talk I don't care how good somebody can dance I don't care about those things and God doesn't care about those things because he has gifted us all with wonderful gifts but that does not mean that we entrust ourselves in the creation we entrust ourselves in the creator and that's the thing God had made he purposely allowed his his creation to be flawed so that when all else fails we know who to look to and turn to we know who to put our trust in because it's going to be a lot of times you'll find especially being an adult that you're going to go through some some frivolous times you're going to go through some some times that is beyond the vision that you could have seen for yourself and you will see that that the people that you usually could count on are won't be able to help you on certain matters and and when that happens you're going to realize whose hands you're in who can really help you and you see even with people that don't believe in God when it comes to life or death guess who they're calling on they're calling on God because they and they can't call on their mama they can't call on their cousin they can't call on the friend that's always there they call on God because God is the beholder of their soul God has their soul in their hand and intuitively they know that God rules their soul intuitively they know that but you know when we live this in this world and we are driven away by the lust of our flesh we decide that God doesn't fit in our lives so there we therefore you know People like atheists or people that don't want to believe in Jesus Christ, you know, they they say, look, Jesus doesn't fit 
in my life because I want to live my life a certain way that's not righteous, that's not pure, so he doesn't fit. So I want to create my own God that does fit, that still loves me in my sin, that will still be tolerant of my sin and will still serve me in my sin. But that's not they know intuitively that that's not how the real father works, that that's not how the one and true Lord of Lord and King of Kings work. So they 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 build their own God. They it's a build a God workshop for them. They have a build a God workshop. They got a build a God. They build their God these days and they've been doing this. You know, the God says for there is nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. They've been building their own gods. But the one and true God, he wants holiness and he wants purity. But that's only when you surrender your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. You let him know that by by yourself, you can do nothing. You can be nothing. And that you need him to wash you clean. That you need him to wash you clean and, and help you to be righteous and pure. The way the Father wants you to be. The way the father wants you to be because the father, the father, God, he knows the condition of our hearts and it's purposeful. It is purposeful. OK, it's purposeful. And all things he he did. is going to serve its purpose. It's going to serve its purpose. And so I felt it was important to really talk about um the heart and I didn't really dive as deep as I could have dove into this uh, conversation I just think that it will give you something something to think about and it'll kind of be food for thought for you and so I would rather that than giving you all of you know my opinion and what I think and I just don't want to dive that deep right now, but I know that, you know, with you listening to this, that the Lord is going to reveal more things and give you more wisdom and part more wisdom to you about deeper things, not just things on surface level, not just the things that you hear in the church that's that's just you hear all the time and it becomes like numbing at, you know, at a certain point, but things that are deep in him. You know, God says that he will reveal his secrets to his children. He will reveal his secrets to those who are righteous. Right. But I want to let you know, please don't be intimidated by the gospel. And please don't be intimidated by people that believe in God. If you if you're not there yet and if you feel like you're not there yet, don't don't be intimidated. Just know that the Lord is doing a work in you and that you're no different from the person that that truly believes and has has faith. The only thing the only the only difference is, is that those people that you see have a lot of faith, they've surrendered their heart to the Lord. They've surrendered their heart to the Lord Jesus. And they realize that by themselves, they can do and they can be nothing that they could be. They can't be righteous, that they can't be whole without them understanding that they need a Messiah. They need to be resurrected. They need to be they need to be given a new life and be born again by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and, and by Jesus Christ's power alone. And so I want to let you know that it's a process. But you have to learn to let go of the things that are holding your heart captive. And those heart those things are your are your desires. God says for where our heart is, is where our treasures will be also. So if our, if 
our treasures are the things of this world, our heart will be there. If our treasure is in God, if God is our treasure, that's where our heart will be. And if our heart is in God, our heart is guarded and protected. But if our heart is in the things of this world, we will be victim to anything that comes our way. We can be victim to anything that comes our way. That's anything, any spiritual uh, attack like depression, anxiety, uh, fear, anger, strife, contention, maliciousness. Uh, lasciviousness which is inappropriate sexual desires um, all type of things we can be victim to those things when our heart is not in God when our heart is not when our treasure when the thing that we want more than anything right is not good which is God he's the only one that's good that's why that's why Jesus said call me not good but the, the only one that's good is the father who is in heaven. He is good. And he's the one that you need to bring, you need to give glory to. He's the one that you need to live for. So that is all that I wanted to talk about. Glory to God for just blessing this message. And I thank God that it's being sown onto good ground. Somebody needs to hear this message. So I'm just so glad that it that it did reach you. And I just pray that the Lord just continue to work with you, that he continues to grow you and mature you in him, that he helps you to surrender your life to him, that he helps you to lay your heart in in his um, before him, lay your heart before him, lay your heart within his heavenly abode. And I invite you, I invite you even now to to just you know, if you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you recognize that you are sinful, you have a sinful nature, like every human being on this earth, you have a sinful nature and you realize that the Lord does not want you to come clean. He doesn't want you to come to him clean and ready to go because it's never going to happen. You're never going to come to the Lord perfect. You're never going to come to the Lord without blemish or wrinkle. Right. You're never going to come to the Lord in perfection, but the Lord wants you to come to him just as dirty and filthy as you feel, just as dirty and filthy as you are, just as broken as you are, just as hurt as you are, just how sinful as you are, just as sinful as you are, just as addictive as you are, just as ruthless as you are, just how just as cunning as you are just how deceitful as you can be he wants you to come to his throne and surrender it to his feet and I want you to just repeat after me and close your eyes and say dear Yahushua or dear Jesus without you I have lived a life of fear, resentment, anger, pain, and a lot of other things that you know. Today, I choose 
to believe on you. I do believe that you died for me to remove my sins and my transgressions that you took on my sins and transgressions and all my curses and you died with them you put them to rest but on the third day I believe you rose again and you resurrected to give me eternal life so father Jesus Christ I ask that you help me to die to my sins so that I can reign and rise with you and have eternal life and life abundantly in you. Come into my heart, dear Jesus. Change me and make me new. Help me to live a life that is pleasing to you and pleasing to the Father. Fill me up with your Holy Spirit. And lead me and guide me. In your holy name, I pray. Amen. And if you said that prayer and you meant it and you meant it genuinely and it came from your heart, Jesus is going to show you or Yahushua is his real name, Yahushua Hamashiach or Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, the Messiah. He's going to enter into your heart. He already has entered into your heart. And he's going to open up your eyes so that you can see the world for what it truly is. And when you see the world for what it truly is, you're going to realize that you are not of this world. You are not of this world. You are just in this world as a bypasser. And that you have a purpose that is greater than you. And that it is it is up to you. To fulfill that purpose so that you can do what you need to do here so that you can go back to him. When you give your life to him, you must realize or or now that you have given your life to him, you must realize that this is not our home. We are here for a great reason, but we need to go back to the Father. And we need to help advance his kingdom. Now, you don't have to figure it out and you don't have to figure out what you're going to do or how you're going to do it. Leave that to God. That's that's God's that's God's uh, situation. That's God's problem to solve. Right. All you're saying to Jesus is that you're a willing vessel and that whenever he needs you, that he can call on you and that you're going to be ready for the job.
okay? I want to encourage you to read your Bible every single day. The Lord will lead you. The Father will lead you on what to read. A lot of people give the advice of starting in the New Testament with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then working your way there, and then, um, you know, whatever, what, what, or and uh, some people recommend reading it from the beginning. I don't have a recommendation. I just know that Psalms is good. Okay, Psalms is good for um, reading morning and night, the book of Psalms. Okay, um, you can read through it. All of it is good. Reading morning and night, you can start with Psalms 1. Um, I recommend, I recommend though, start with Psalms 25. I want you to read Psalms 25. It gives you more of an in-depth salvation prayer. Psalms 23, I really like Psalms 23. I recommend you to read that every single day. Psalms 25 every single day as well. Psalms 91 every single day. What else? Psalms 18 and 35 will will help you to have confidence in the Lord that he's going to fight against every evil wicked spirit. Understand that Satan is not happy if he loses someone, but understand that the angels in heaven are rejoicing over your salvation. They are so excited that you are never going back to where you used to be. And Satan can't have you. I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. He cannot have you. He cannot have your soul. He cannot have your mind. He cannot have your emotions. He cannot have your thoughts. He cannot have your actions. He cannot have you in the mighty name of Yahushua HaMashiach. For you are now a son. You are now a daughter in the Lord Jesus' kingdom and fighting as a soldier in his army. Okay? And the battle's already won. That's the thing about you know Christ Jesus he already has the victory he has the victory over death he has the victory over every obstacle that you may face in this life and the good thing about loving on Jesus is realizing that you have a defender you have an assistance um you will you have assistance or a succor okay you have an ass- assistance um, in Jesus Christ, He is your advocate. He is He who He is who defends you. Um, he is what st- uh, states your your claim when it comes to God. He is your lawyer when it comes to Father God. He is your lawyer. Okay, He's your counselor. He is your friend. He's a good friend to you. And so, I just want to encourage you that you're going to be okay no matter what comes your way. Know that that the Lord has you. Uh, Also, some advice is to find a good ministry uh, to learn from online or what, what, what may have you. You know, Google and YouTube is a best is a best friend sometimes, but I guarantee you that the Lord is going to lead you to the 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 one that you're supposed to uh, get acquainted with the ministry that you're supposed to be acquainted with. Uh, I really I have um, a ministry that I that I uh, follow from, you know, it from time to time 
and her name is Rosalind Solomon. She's a prophetess. Uh, she has she has so much truth. Uh, she is very anointed. I would recommend her. I would recommend her. Uh, and you know anyone else you know it, that the Lord leads you on. Uh, pray unceasingly. That's it. Says that in the word to pray unceasingly. So whenever it is that you decide that okay, this might be a good fit for me. God says test all things test all things uh so if you want to know if it's from god you need to ask you need to pray and ask god god is this truly from you god is this someone that you want me to follow god is this someone that you want me to um be taught by and then even before your search say lord lead me on who you want to teach me and help me to help me to make that decision also, when it comes to the word, Father, lead me in to the story that you would like me to read. So that's a really good thing to developing your relationship with the Lord. Your prayer life is like your lifeline. OK, so as long as you're talking to God, that's like a state of security. And you pray unseasonally in your in your mind and in your heart and in, even with your mouth, you pray unceasingly. And you don't have to pray out loud when you're around people. You can pray in your mind and talk to the Lord and ask him, okay, Lord, is this the right thing to do? Okay, Lord, when do you want me to get up tomorrow and get gas? Oh, okay, Lord, what do you want me to wear today? Okay, Father, I want to make a good impression. Father, uh, lead my tongue, guide my words. Father, what should I eat today? I kind of want to eat more healthy. Holy Spirit, you ask the Holy Spirit as well. Holy Spirit lead me the holy spirit is your wisdom and your guidance the holy spirit is your wisdom and your guidance so holy spirit um where do you want me to go today what do you want me to do today what do you, who do you want me to speak to today who do you want me to tell about jesus today you don't have to start doing that now but you know ministering to people already you got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and when you gain that confidence that's when you know you don't have to feel pressure. God is not going to pressure you into things that are premature for you. Okay. So he's a God of process. So you have to, you have to just understand that he's going to take you from A to B to C to D to E. Okay. He's not going to skip the process because he understands that the process is more so for you. It's good for you to learn uh and good for you to to understand and gain wisdom so a lot of times in our faith walk we want to be we want to be at a high place you know we see somebody that's super anointed we be like i want to prophesy like them i want to pray like them preach like them but let me tell you something the higher you see god's gonna take you there he's gonna get you high high like that but he he wants you to understand the beauty of process understand the beauty of learning understand what to do what not to do to get to where you want to go that's that's how god is and so that's how he's going to be but never stop praying whatever it is that you need assistance on whatever it is you need help on ask him he's going to tell you he's going to let you know he's going to let you know so just trust in him. Trust in him. Trust in him. 
He has never failed me. He said in Psalm, in Psalm 9 and 10, He will not forsake those who call on His name. So as long as you believe that, you're going to be all right, okay? So I don't want to be too long. You guys have a wonderful and awesome day. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. And I just pray that he just surrounds you today with his peace, with his encouragement, with his light, with his joy. Hallelujah. In his mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You guys have a wonderful night, day, morning, whatever it may be when you're listening to this. God bless.